and welcome into Believe in Ravens right here on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm your guy, Cam Rogers. Hit me up on Twitter at Mr. Rogers99 and on Instagram at Mr. Rogers98. What a wild free agency period it has been. Of course, we'll keep it to a Ravens focus, but. It's hard to not think about Tom Brady and all of these big pieces shifting in the NFL. Cam Newton, could he be on the move? Teddy Bridgewater, the list goes on. But before we get into the crux of this show, I do want to speak upon, obviously, what is happening in the world right now. And I'm going to take like two seconds with this because you guys have heard enough. The coronavirus I don't even want to get into the weeds of all of this. I just want to tell you guys, stay safe, take care of yourselves, take care of your families. We're all in this together. And the one beautiful thing, I guess, silver lining in this situation is that I think for the first time, maybe since the last big time illness, the world is united against one common enemy. The United States is united against one common enemy. The coronavirus is not Democratic, Republican, Independent. It comes after everybody. So I think we should take advantage of that and come together and really defeat this. And I think we will at some point. Obviously, this situation has sent shockwaves throughout the sporting world. The NFL included, obviously. The NFL draft will not have fans. It sounds like training camp is going to get pushed back. And you have to wonder, guys, will the NFL season A be shortened or B get pushed back as well? Because there's talk that this coronavirus pandemic could go on until July, at which case. Can you have training camp in July? Does that mean you have to do training camp in August and you cut the preseason down to two games? Whatever the case, a lot of scenarios are up in the air as we stand. So obviously, stay posted on your local news station, all that jazz. I'll keep you posted on social media as well. Okay, let's get into the show. Talking about all of the big transactions for the Baltimore Ravens. And big and small, of course, we'll start with a smaller one. The Ravens have signed punter Sam Cook to a two-year extension. Cook was entering the final year of his contract and now will be signed through the 2022 season. So I love this. Obviously, Sam Cook is a stalwart at the punter position, which is interesting to say. You don't hear that phrase very often, but we didn't see him much. In 2019, and that's a good thing because our offense was so damn good. I remember like when Joe Flacco was quarterback, we'd have those Sam Cook games where it was three and out, three and out, three and out, Cam Cameron era kind of stuff, and Sam Cook was always on the field. Not the case in 2019, not going to be the case going forward with this offense, I'll tell you that right now. But it's good to have Sam because he knows what he's doing. All right, so the Ravens have franchise-tagged Matt Judon, pass rusher for the Baltimore Ravens, the sack leader in 2019. 
This is a good move. It's an expensive move, at least in the short term, but it's a good move. What this situation does is it kicks the can down the road for the Ravens to be able to figure out a long-term contract with Matt Judon. That's option number one. Option number two is if a team comes to the Ravens and that team is hungry for a pass rusher, they may give Baltimore a treasure chest. And in that situation, the Ravens say, okay, we'll trade Matt Judon and we'll take the draft picks or whatever the case. That's option number two. Option number three is Judon just plays on the franchise tag and the Ravens figure out a long-term deal next year. Now, we have seen before that formula sometimes doesn't work, i.e. Le'Veon Bell. Now, is Matt Judon Le'Veon Bell? Not at all. And thank God we don't have to deal with that sort of circus, at least I think. So a few options here for the Baltimore Ravens. Obviously, pass rushing ability is critical in the NFL, which is obviously a quarterback-driven league in this era. And if you had to point to the one weakness for the Ravens in 2019 on that defensive side, it was the pass rush. Yeah, the run D was a little leaky here and there, especially in that playoff game, and especially around the edges. But pass rush especially with four guys, really wasn't there last season for Baltimore. So to have Matt Judon, hopefully for the 2020 campaign, I think that is a very good thing. And speaking of pass rushing ability, the Ravens trade for Calais Campbell. And they only gave up a fifth round pick. By the way, it's clear that the Jaguars are just doing a full-blown reboot, revamp, reset, rebuild, in every sense of every word that I just said. Maybe even a full-blown culture change. Because they're getting rid of a lot of key guys. In fact, it might be all of the guys from that 2017 defense of course, that defense took that Jaguars team to the AFC Championship game where Blake Bortles was one throw away from going to the Super Bowl to take on Philadelphia, a team that, by the way, beat the Patriots. Speaking of Philadelphia and Nick Foles, who was on the Jaguars, he got traded. Where? To Chicago. LOL. Anyway, Calais Campbell. 31 and a half sacks in three years with the Jaguars. Having him and presumably Matt Judon on that front line, I think, is monumental. Now, the Ravens, for years now, have had beefy, stout defensive lines. Sometimes, in some years, they haven't had the speed around the edge. Doomerville and Suggs and all these guys rotating in and out. Throughout the years, sure, we've had some success, but if we can cement Judon and Calais Campbell on the edges here for this team, I think it's huge. Now, with addition comes subtraction. Michael Pierce no longer on the Baltimore Ravens. He signed a deal with the Minnesota Vikings. That was after the Ravens did this. 
Michael Brockers from the Los Angeles Rams comes to that defensive line. And Brockers had eight and a half sacks over three years with L.A., which is not all that bad considering he's a defensive tackle. So you have Brockers and Brandon Williams and Matt Judon, Calais Campbell on that front line. And here is the beauty about having a good defensive line. Which, by the way, if you do, you never hear about it. Because the cornerbacks make the interceptions. Or the linebackers and the edge rushers get the sacks. But if you have a good defensive line, especially in the interior, what that does is it engages the guards and the center. So you leave the tackles on an island, in a sense, unless you get some chipping from a tight end or a running back. And that opens up opportunities for edge rushers to get sacks. So that's why, for example, Brockers and Aaron Donald... Doing work on the interior opened up opportunities for Dante Fowler and the rest of that pass rush with the Rams. Fowler no longer with L.A., but just as an example. So that can be the same formula for the Ravens here with Brockers and Williams on that interior. They eat up the blocks on that offensive line. And then you have Campbell, Judon, Owasso, if we can get him back, etc., doing work get the pass rush going and then that's when you get turnovers and all that good stuff and we know we have the secondary to create turnovers so there you go now I have a feeling futures bets will be heavy on the Baltimore Ravens for the AFC North and perhaps the Super Bowl speaking of betting I get it, no March Madness or really any sports right now, but BetOnline.com has hundreds of places to wager, including their online casino games. And guys, I know you're stuck inside in quarantine. Why not play a little poker on BetOnline.com? You also have the election, some MMA fights, American Idol. Heck, the spelling bee isn't too far. So for my listeners... Get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with your promo code MYPOD100, M-Y-P-O-D-100, 50% bonus on that initial deposit at betonline.com. Okay, getting to some more transactional news. This one was kind of surprising to me. The Ravens trading Hayden Hurst. And (laughs) I'm thinking back to 2017 when my jaw dropped after we drafted Hayden Hurst and Mark Andrews so closely together. It did not make any sense to me. And yeah, maybe it indicated that the Ravens wanted to do a whole lot of two tight end sets, kind of like what the Patriots did with Gronk and a rotational set of other tight ends. But it didn't make sense to me. So here we go. We trade Hayden Hurst and basically in return get a second round pick, which in my view is a savvy move. And what Eric DaCosta is doing so far in this new post that he has has been sensational. Like I said, never a fan of Hurst and Andrews so close together in the draft. And last year it was clear 
that Lamar Jackson favored Mark Andrews more than he favored Hayden Hurst. So you have the chemistry remaining there with Andrews and Lamar. You send Hurst on his way. We get a second-round pick. By the way, you compare that to the DeAndre Hopkins trade? Going on over to the Arizona Cardinals for, what, nothing, basically? That's a pretty darn good deal for the Baltimore Ravens. So I like this move a lot. I'm really interested to see what our approach is going to be in the NFL draft. Because going off of these free agency moves, it sure looks like the Ravens are going to be targeting A, a linebacker, or B, a wide receiver in that first round. Because we did not get an Amari Cooper. We have not signed maybe a Robbie Anderson. We did not sign Emmanuel Sanders. So that tells me wide receiver is going to be the big move for Baltimore or linebacker in that first round, maybe in the second round as well. Okay, some smaller moves. The Ravens have re-signed Justin Ellis, who I've always liked. Has some good starting experience, especially with the Oakland Raiders. Provides some really good depth on the defensive line. And by the way, yes, that was the Oakland Raiders. They are now the Las Vegas Raiders, but at the time, Oakland. So I like that move a lot. Playing behind Brandon Williams and the rest of that interior, Michael Brockers, etc. Here's an interesting one. The Ravens have tendered Matt Skura, who suffered, by the way, we know, a brutal injury in 2019. This, in essence, buys the Ravens time to see how healthy Skura is by the summer and also whether they want to work out some sort of long-term deal. Now, as an offensive line enthusiast, as you guys know, continuity is extremely important on the offensive line. So when Skura went down last year, obviously that was not an ideal situation. So this is, again, a kick-the-can-down-the-road type situation. By the way, if the Ravens face an opponent, if you will, in the Matt Skura sweepstakes, and you have another team offering for him, the Ravens can't jump on that, obviously, and refuse and offer that amount. But if they let Skura go, in this situation, they don't get compensation. Okay? So that's the difference there. You have some different types of tenders in the NFL. This tender does not allow the Ravens to get any compensation if Skura walks. Speaking of the tender, Gus Edwards, he got it. Great move by the Baltimore Ravens. I thought Gus was fantastic last year, especially in relief of Mark Ingram. He has a great burst. And look, the Ravens offense works off of one another within the offensive line and the quarterback and the running backs, right? You have the threat of Lamar, the threat of Ingram, the threat of Gus Edwards. That deception opens up lanes. So you can have some weaknesses on the offensive line and still have a good rushing attack with the way in which the Ravens play. You cannot have a good rushing attack with a somewhat weak offensive line and a quarterback like Joe Flacco, who, by the way, just got released today by the Denver Broncos. So the future is very much up in the air for the former Super Bowl MVP. The future is very bright. 
for true classic tees, baby. I love this company. Formal Wear is out. The t-shirt is in. It's a company based in Los Angeles. Soft, beautiful. They hold up well in the wash and truly versatile. You could wear it to the gym and then wear it to happy hour. Two birds in one stone. They look fantastic, they feel good, and they are cheap as heck. Only $15. Go to trueclassictees.com and use the code at checkout, B-L-E-A-V, for 20% off. That's believe. B-L-E-A-V at trueclassictees.com. Okay, one more important note about the Baltimore Ravens and their transactional news. Brandon Carr is not returning in that secondary. The Ravens will not pick up Carr's option for the 2020 season, which frees up $6 million in cap space. And after all of these moves and the shaking around of the depth chart for the Ravens so far, they're not in the best salary cap situation. So for them to free up $6 million with, by the way, Knowing that they have a solid secondary already, it's a good move. Now, there's still the chance that Brandon Carr loves Baltimore. He sees the opportunity to win a Super Bowl or more, maybe multiple. So he stays and just lessens his price tag. Simple as that. So I loved Carr's durability for sure. He was fantastic and reliable being out there alone, right? I mean, you just knew he'd be in every game because he never got hurt. But every NFL team has to make tough decisions. This is one of those decisions. Again, there's still a possibility Carr comes back, but I lean on him being gone and the Ravens focusing more on Jimmy Smith. We have to figure out Jimmy Smith because his price tag to me is more interesting than Brandon Carr's. And I say that because Jimmy Smith is really good when he's on the field. And sometimes that can be few and far between. So how does that price tag shake out when the Ravens say, okay, here's the list of games you start on average every year, and you want that much money? You know, it's going to be one of those type of conversations. I think it could be. So we shall see. But overall... The free agency period for the Baltimore Ravens has been fantastic. You look at a lot of teams out there that just sit back and ride it out and focus on the draft because they think they have a good enough roster. The Ravens had every right to be complacent and do nothing this offseason, especially with which the regular season was for them. But that wasn't the case. They got hungrier, especially with that exit in the playoffs. I still can't get over that. My God. By the way, the Titans re-signing Ryan Tannehill. Hey, if you go into New England and you go into Baltimore and you win playoff games, you're going to get paid. Okay? Some may say it's not deserved, but that's just how the NFL works. Remember that big contract that Derek Carr got and Matt Stafford? How many playoff wins do those two guys have? So, again, that's how money works in the NFL sometimes. So, yeah, 
I give it a solid A, A minus for the Ravens so far in this offseason, and I think it's only going to get better with the NFL draft coming very soon. So that wraps up this edition of Believe in Ravens right here on the Believe Podcast Network. Once again, follow me on Twitter at MrRogers99 on the gram at MrRogers98. Stay safe out there, guys. Hit me up, DM me, let me know what you think about the show, and I will certainly incorporate any feedback you have, segment ideas, whatever the case. But again, take care of yourselves out there. Cam Rogers, signing off.